0: It's the Progress Pod, a production of the Franklin County Coalition for Progress. I'm Pete Mazzoni with Jeremy Kate, and before we get started, we'd like to take just a minute to talk about what it is we're doing here with this podcast. Our goal at the Progress Pod is to provide insightful, thoughtful, and frank conversation whether it be with community leaders or our friends and neighbors. Chambersburg has a diversity right to explore and we aim to do just that. In addition, we plan to bring you local news and culture. Whether it's dispatches from Chambersburg Borough Council, a look at what's going on at our local institutions of higher education, or hearing from a local artist. And while we're called the Progress Pod and we're a production of the Franklin County Coalition for Progress, on this show we aim to reclaim words from being pejorative political labels. We offer them as they are defined by Merriam-Webster. Progress. To move forward or onward. To continue toward completion or to improve. To advance to a higher state. Liberal. One who advocates greater freedom of thought or action. Also, you could say we're a pretty bare bones operation here right now, but with your help, we can grow. Send us your feedback and ideas at progresspod at gmail.com. And with that, on to today's show. With us today, we have the founding board members of the Franklin County Coalition for Progress, and I'd like to start here to my left. If you could introduce yourselves, be sure to speak into the mic.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Melissa
0: Deacon.
2: I'm Natasha Gossel. This is Brenda Hefner and Noelle Purdy.
0: All right, and I want to thank you all for being here with us today. Uh, Let's get into it. What was the motivation? We can start with you, Noelle. I mean, we woke up the day after the election and we all suffered the same head trauma (laughs) but you and your group were were motivated so talk about your experiences and what got you going
3: well I won't I won't deny um, that I was uh, horrified and I was in the fetal position day after the election uh, and I was crying and um, and my daughter came up to me and said moms don't cry and I said yes they do (laughs) and I couldn't go to work that day. I know it sounds pretty bad, but uh, it is true. And so uh, for a couple of weeks, I went off Facebook and I was trying to shut out the noise and try to make sense of everything. And uh, then I went back on Facebook (laughs) and I saw uh, popping up in my feed uh, some inspiration and I saw uh, the women's march some folks who were organizing the women's march and at first i was a little cautious because i was like i don't know if this is a thing if this is going to be real uh, but i saw it gaining momentum
4: mm-hmm.
3: and i thought i need to go so mm-hmm. i went to the women's march with uh, my daughter and my sister and some other folks from the community and i knew like the ladies around this table; a few of them were going to the women's march as well. So when I got back into town, uh, I was chatting up with some of the other folks that had gone, and they said, "We have to organize a meeting. We have to do something, right?" Mm, and we right. didn't—we didn't know what it was going to be, so we just started organizing and having meetings and bringing other people into the fold, and—and uh, that's—that's how it started.
0: What about you, uh, Brenda? Yeah. How did it start for you?
2: Eh, kind of similar. I uh, had been, of course really in tune to the presidential campaign. Had some strong feelings uh, I did not like. Um, I want to just go on record as saying I am a Christ follower. Um, I've stopped using the word label Christian. I feel that's been co-opted from me a bit. So
0: Co opted by whom?
2: Uh, well, just a lot of folks who are speaking a different political line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it boils down to, for me, how um, we treat people, how we speak of people. Right, right. And for me, it's the marginalized people. Right, and, um, right, right. So, okay. and I saw <laughs> contrary speech or heard contrary speech. And so I, after the election, I too, I was still on Facebook. I didn't. Um, go off and I started to hear about the women's march and I just made a personal decision I was going to go and understand this I I would just as soon live in the the jungle from for the winter months I I hate being cold and I was going to uh, commit to going down in a potentially you know single digit right kind of day to to uh, see what this was all about and to get some encouragement so i made that decision on my own i didn't know at that point that these ladies would also mm-hmm. be there i didn't bump into you by the way but until mm-hmm. later so mm-hmm. that's kind of where it started with me and we all came back i think motivated i don't want to speak for you natasha motivated to continue uh, action in some way here in our local community so.
0: okay thank you natasha how about you
2: i
5: think i think that it's similar to brenda and noel i had a, a that same familiar experience that it was kind of like, you know, I honestly, I never, I'll go on. I'm an independent. So I, I wasn't sure about where this election was going to go, but I was following it closely and I thought there's, there's no way that this is going to happen. You know, really, I was kind of indifferent about it. I didn't watch the polls that night. I started as they came in and I thought, I'm going to bed. And the next morning I woke up and I thought, Oh my, (laughs) this, So fast forward a couple months later, um, you know, for this similar personal reasons, I decided to engage and and go to the Women's March. And I realized that, you know, that that's all we had at that moment. You know, that day, um, literally millions of women across every continent came together, not just women, but men and children and advocates came together and said, you know, we're not sure what what this is and how we feel about this, but we know something's off here and luckily, we live in a wonderful country that gives us a right to speak our voice. So we went down and um, I went with a, a group of folks and came back and felt like this this movement needed to continue at a local level. And, you know, that's really that's how the coalition was born. It was born out of a few Uh, friends with a similar experience sitting down from all different walks of life and different uh, political parties even and having a conversation about how can we uh, keep this momentum moving how can we make sure that that we utilize our voices in the best way that we can so Mm -hmm. just
0: great yeah fantastic thank you melissa how about you tell us your story
5: yeah mine's a
1: little bit different so um this election was the first one for me that i felt like i got politically engaged now I have voted in the past but um for my adult life I had very little faith in politics being the um being the sector of society that was going to bring change particularly social change um social justice change to our nation um so a lot of what I have done as an adult was kind of um grassroots movements um like Brenda I am um follower of Christ, so yes, the word Christian has been co-opted, but uh, my thought was, you know, we need to learn how to love our neighbor, love um, other people following the principles that I believe um, will bring um, change in a positive way in this world, and so I really didn't have a lot of faith in politics. Um, So this election really was one that was like coming out of a sleepwalk um, politically. And I felt very uneducated and uninformed, and I still feel like I'm playing catch-up. So, um, yeah, this kind of was a was a turn for me in terms of my my interest in in politics and how um, it does play a key role in bringing social justice change. So, I did not go to, to the Women's March; was not able to go, but had attended a local meeting that was some people trying to organize around bringing you know some action um, politically locally. And I think just because of the climate, um, people, those in leadership that didn't, I think, weren't prepared for who all was going to show up. And um, the, the meeting, just for different factors, um, just felt a little chaotic. And people were still raw and so crying. So if I could just and-
0: in- interrupt just for a quick sec. So for anyone who didn't attend, there was a, we ha- you held a meeting. Uh, you, I did not.
1: I just. Are you talking I about that about meeting it. that
0: was in at Wilson? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go and I, ahead. Yeah, I apologize. That's okay.
1: and I, it was just people, you know, getting okay. together and trying to um, develop maybe a local chapter or just some movement. Um, but again, different reasons. Um, it just was very raw. It felt kind of chaotic. People left um, upset, and just there was a lack of dis- of organization. So I kind of came into the picture like. I don't want to see what I just saw happen again right. um, if, if we're going to bring change to our community and, and gather and collaborate to do that we need to be organized we need to be prepared for who might come we need to be prepared for all the raw emotions that might show up at the table and so I just kind of reached out to her like hey I, can I give you some tips on what I just experienced and maybe what would help for you as a leader or whoever's leading your, your what you're doing here mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I got involved. All right,
0: fantastic. So let's talk about the coalition itself. Um, Do you have kind of a mission statement?
3: Yeah, yeah. So um, it's evolved over the year, but uh, it's had a common theme, right? And so uh, our mission statement is to advance social justice and equality for all residents in Franklin County.
0: And how did you all get in touch? Was it all via social media? Or did you know each other previously? How did this work out? How did this coalesce?
2: Yeah, I can speak. uh, I've known Noelle for about 10 years, and we've worked together Mm -hmm. uh, with the Chamber Foundation. So and we've inaugurated programs for that organization, Mm -hmm. so Noelle reached out, she knew I'd been to the Women's March. Mm -hmm. And so she was a reach out to me and and I knew she had strategic planning skills. Helpful.
0: And, Helpful. And she, to avoid the situation you ran exactly, into, Melissa. Exactly,
3: exactly. I mean, we were pretty intentional about the folks that we brought together to our steering committee because, kind of knowing and having experience with community organizing, mm-hmm. it's really important to pick people with certain skill sets. Right. Of um, so, yeah. So, yeah.
0: So, let's talk about that first uh, gathering at Wilson. Um, How did that come about? And what were your feelings? I was there. And it was an interesting moment in my adult life, to say the least. I felt like there were a lot of adults that were kind of wandering around in a quasi-zombie state.
4: <laughs> so. This is Jeremy, by the way. But how, how many people showed up for that meeting? I just.
5: We had attendance just over 100, um, which I think was was pretty impressive given that we were very careful not to advertise. Our goal of that first meeting was simply to provide um, kind of a counter to, to what Melissa had said. She, you know, it was a community meeting and the meeting that she had attended was hosted by um, a different group and we knew that we wanted to kind of offer something similar, but without maybe some of the chaos. We were looking to just uh, give a place for citizens that had concerns to meet and discuss openly and calmly mm-hmm. um, those concerns. Mm-hmm. So,
1: and Real quick, um, I think the first meeting came about within the first month of setting up that Facebook page. Within a week of quickly, setting up yeah. that Facebook page, we had f- over 400 people who were um, joined the page. So we knew that there were people,
4: hundreds. That's what, it, that's that what were I interested. was trying to get at. It's just the motivation was like uh, nothing probably ever seen before around yeah. here for something like
0: that. Yeah, for this community, I think it was unique. Um, I, you know, There tends to be kind of a, I don't want to disparage anyone particularly, but a low-grade apathy um, that, you know, I've lived here long enough that to know that exists, but to see this, you know, it shook everyone, I think, so deeply that that apathy was gone. So moving forward with the coalition, if you want to talk about some goals you have or if you feel like you've made progress or what the state of the coalition is right now.
3: Do you remember one of our first projects beyond the the meeting at Wilson? So the meeting at Wilson, we um, were uh, validated one in that we knew that there were other people in the community who felt the same way that we did and they came out, they came out Um, And second one of our goals from that meeting was to show that uh, we weren't all alone (laughs) (laughs) And and that was inspiring and motivating and then shortly thereafter. We wanted to do a public Demonstration. Yes, right you want to talk about
5: our unity rally downtown. We joked that um you know, I don't think there's been this many people downtown since the, the last time Chambersburg was burnt down, you know, <laughs> but we came in peace and we had a good time. You know, it was just uh, groups of folks, again, gathering. We had some voter registration tables. We had some live music and we just gave uh, our goal, I think, was to show the community, um, especially our more marginalized members. You know, we were seeing um, at that time increased incidents of racism and, you mm-hmm. um, other really alarming things here locally. So our goal was just to kind of uh, make a presence known uh, downtown. Hey, you're not alone. We're here. Uh,
2: We see you and come join us. And we wanted to deliver positive messaging and we did. It was, by the way, what the Women's March was all about. Uh, What, 600,000 people together and Very few, if any, uh, incidences of uh, contention. And I think that continued in our unity gathering. I think I'm glad
0: you brought that up about the positivity that was on display, because I think that was important. And I was there that day. And I remember a lot of. Honks, positive honks and waves mm-hmm. yeah. from people, and I thought that's exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. And so I think your coalition did a, a really wonderful thing that day in not making an explicitly anti-message, mm-hmm. but a pro-message.
1: Mm-hmm. And conversations. There were so many different positive conversations that just happened that day amongst people who were very different from one another, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was how we feel we this coalition was started, and one of our goals. As we continue forward, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I had a conversation with a, a Muslim man um, who had a sign up said, "I'm a Muslim man. Ask me a question." <laughs> Give i thought, me a hug. I, <laughs> I'll, I definitely had some questions for him. I had, asked him questions about the caliphate and you know the, the the split, and he had answers for me, and it was extremely informative. Mm-hmm. So that was a great day. Um, moving forward, uh, what what's what's up next? What do we have planned?
3: Right. So. Um, Throughout the year, you know, we work with other organizations and organizing other uh, educational events. Um, We were fortunate that Wilson College has kind of been our um, host site, and they've been a wonderful community partner throughout the year where we've had um, speakers uh, and lectures. Um, We had brought in uh, the League of Women Voters um, to have a forum on redistricting. And shortly thereafter, um, that inspired other folks in the community to create a local chapter of Fair Districts PA. Um, And And we
0: could probably stop for a second to say what success (laughs) they enjoyed. (laughs) (laughs) That is really hard to even comprehend that it happened. You know, despite the Republicans' best efforts and ongoing efforts to impeach Pennsylvania State Supreme Court justices. I mean, there's no links to they. They won't go. So, sorry to interrupt, but can't oh no, go it's on. okay,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, and and so um, you know, a common theme throughout the year was um, you know looking at social justice and racial issues. A couple of other programs, In- immigration, and immigration. Um, A couple of other programs that we had over uh, the last few months of 2017 included free showings of 13th, uh, Mm -hmm. which was a documentary film uh, about the 13th Amendment and basically institutionalized racism within Mm -hmm. our prison system. And um, that was an awakening, I think, for a lot of people, even people like me who I find myself fairly informed and educated. But when you go and see uh, see it in your face, and then have um, uh, facilitated uh, community discussion, um, yeah. you know, it wakens you up even more and, and kind of like makes you realize this is something that really needs to be worked on uh, in a more intentional way that hasn't been, yeah. apparently it hasn't been. Absolutely. And so while we were doing these programs uh, throughout uh, the summer and into the fall of last year, um, more tensions and the national uh, landscape, national context, racial tensions, were heightening, and then Charlottesville happened, mm-hmm. and then um, locally, we were here, we were all, like, mm-hmm. messaging each other, and a lot of more um, exchanges about personal anecdotes, uh, people that we know who who had experienced more overt racism and hate, and uh, so that just, I think, um, directed us toward our more pointed mission, right, of social justice, like, we, we were getting there throughout the year, knowing that that was going to be a focus social justice and inequality so um, so yeah I, I think the 2017 really helped uh, get us focused on what we want to do going forward so to answer the question you that you go. asked like five or ten minutes ago um, you know we uh, have we're formalizing as a 501c3 nonprofit great um, and uh, we're actually having our first organization official board meeting uh, this weekend and so we're going to be real yeah, um, and, uh, and we're
4: proud to be a program of your five hundred one c three.
3: And we're we're grateful that you're a, a program. So obviously, education and outreach and programming will continue to be a focus of the coalition. Um, and uh, in addition, diversity and inclusion training, which uh, we facilitate. Do you want to talk about that, Melissa?
0: Well, hold, before yeah. you before you go, I want to address this this term social justice. Mm-hmm. It's kind of amorphous. Does anyone want to kind of address that in a more <laughs> kind of uh, granular way to help people understand what that means?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the definition justice, uh, to unpack that, um, I think we can come around this commonality that, you know, justice means what does it look like for people to be treated equally um, with fairness, um, regardless of. A lot of different characteristics or distinctions um, that make up a person. So when we're talking about social justices, we're talking about people being treated fairly across gender lines, across color lines, across uh, lines of religion, um, cultural lines, um, so that nothing separates a human from being treated like a human being. And so you know a lot of different issues come up when we when we, when we look at that, like as mentioned racial inequality, um, immigration issues, LGBTQ rights. Um, so those are the things that we feel passionate about. Um, and I almost feel like even just you know hearing you, Noel, know well, it's, it's been like almost sparks, like lighting too, right? Connecting with different people who are, have already been doing things along the lines of seeing social justice happen um, in our community, as well as creating new partnerships, creating new ideas, like this podcast, you know, Just there's just been sparks that uh-huh. have been coming out of this sense of fear and potential <laughs> hopelessness, because there really isn't. There really are people in this community who um, who have a heart to see people being treated equally, and that's what I think our heartbeat is
2: here. Mm-hmm. And um, this might be a good time to mention the FCCP isn't the only organization absolutely. in Franklin County, and so we have, though, made a concerted effort, and so have they, to, to cross... Uh, reference and and publicize each other's events. I don't know, Noelle, if you want to mention a couple of those organizations. But uh, we are not alone in that either.
3: Right, right. And so other organizations that um, evolved at the same time we did, one being the Concerned Citizens of Franklin County, another being Community Uniting, and another being the Franklin County Equality Center. Uh, So it's been really... um, Inspiring, I guess, to see uh, all these different groups coming together um, because we all want to try and make change, right? Yeah.
0: So, are you in regular contact with these groups? Or are you working as partnerships? I mean, how, how is this playing out with everybody? Is everybody's vision aligned or? Mm-hmm.
5: I, I think that there are areas where our visions align, but that partnership is a good overlap. That Brenda, thank you. That's a good word. Um, overlap. And in those areas, we work together, um, and we also explore uh, other areas on our own and projects on our own. But areas where we have overlapping interests, we're able to facilitate one another as uh, community partners and, and try to really affect change here locally. Um I think our biggest uh encouragement is that what we hope to see out of this is uh, greater conversation you know looking to see uh people refrain from turning inward and, and reaching outward you know it's we want to facilitate um you know change by way of of uh, compromise and that's something that seems to be um kind of just by the wayside lately. Everyone is so divisive and they're so steadfast that we hope to uh, find middle ground and and in effect change. So how do
0: you convert conversation into action, into change? How is that done?
2: Well, I think the concerned citizens have a focus on that, wouldn't you say, Um, Noelle? Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, I I mean, I think we all do it in different ways, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I mean, we're an example of, of that. How do you convert a conversation into action? Um, and it's really pulling together uh, different groups, talents, and resources, and and aligning and, and leveraging. Um, so, yeah.
2: The conversation, I, uh, you know, in a setting where there's some guidelines and, um, and some folks are encouraged to speak up and also encouraged not to demean you know another voice I think I've seen that in other organizations and I think we we proceed in that way as well.
1: And I think a key component to conversation is listening right so listening to the voices that maybe aren't being heard in the community listening to the voices that we might not agree with um, to find where that common ground is or to find where the lost voices are um, that deserve to be heard and um, have you know action taken
0: because of that.
5: And
3: oh, I'm sorry.
5: Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, it, this may seem... No, I just,
0: I'm going to interrupt you, Natasha. <laughs> yeah. Before this all got started, Natasha swore she wasn't going to have anything to say. I know,
5: <laughs> I know. Well, I, and this may seem passe, but it's really the... Uh, you Think about the rhetoric. Don't, <laughs> you you got to be about it. You know, you can't just talk about it. You got to be about it. So at the end of the day, do we really have time to be doing this? Not, no, but we're doing it. I mean, we make time, and you can too. You know, find something that you're passionate about, whether it's healthcare, environmental issues, racial issues, and and do one thing. Whether it's have a conversation, um, whether that be with your neighbor or with your representative, you know that that's all you have to do to to take that next step is, is from conversation. You know, you're saying, Pete, how do how do you affect change? You just you just do it. Show you know.
4: up at a uh, Chambersburg Borough Council. There you go. There, yes, yeah, yeah. Get
5: involved. Vote. Uh, you know, be an informed constituent.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, do we
0: want to discuss the local uh, the the last meeting? It might be interesting because in terms of affecting change and social justice, uh, we witnessed it. Um, maybe not the fulfillment, uh, you know, the nadir of it, but we saw a huge leap forward
4: in that Borough vote. Go ahead, Jeremy. Well, you're, you're talking about the uh, the, the resolution. Um, I sat on borough council until the end of last year. The issue came to council uh, by one of our uh, council members. He had heard from a constituent that they wanted to address uh, an ordinance that would protect LGBT in Chambersburg because the state law doesn't go that far. But the state law does say that local municipalities can go above and beyond what the state law says. And um,
0: and we're talking about discrimination in housing and in yep. jobs and yeah. just
4: basic mm-hmm. equal treatment under the law. Right, yes. right. So I think uh, the borough at that time was apprehensive to take that on as a local ordinance, and what we were offered instead was this resolution of support to amend the state law to include LGBT. And uh, so... We'll take that, but yeah, I, th- right. I think that there's still work to be done, and I think course. that it'll come back, of uh, course, at some point to uh, get the local ordinance.
0: But it was nice to see that vote. It um, was. And I don't know, it, I don't know who was there. We were there, but it was really nice to see the vote go so heavily in favor of it. Yeah. Um, so here we are. It's, is it March? It's March 2018. Um, let's talk about some of the upcoming events, what you're excited about. Uh, where people need to go to find you, just all the details.
3: Right. So um, a theme that we've just talked about over the last few minutes is common ground and having conversations. And so one of our new programs, which launches on March 10th, is uh, a a free speaker series called Common Grounds, and it'll be located at the Coil Free Library the second Saturday of every month at 10 a.m., 10 to 12, and it will feature uh, different Speakers to talk about different topics and so the topic uh, on March 10th is running for office 101 and um, We're pleased to have Judy Chambers um, a former borough manager and community development specialist Who will facilitate a discussion on uh, the nuts and bolts of running for office and why it's important to run for office and how you can get engaged uh, in local government yeah. um, The following month um, well, you can you can look for all that information on our Facebook page
0: Okay, in well, your Facebook pages is-
3: FCC for Progress, I think.
0: Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can just search, you can Franklin, search County Franklin County Coalition, Coalition for,
3: progress. for Progress. And um, we're working on a website, which will be live soonish, uh, but isn't ready to go yet.
0: And how do people get involved? How can they reach out, get involved? I mean, do you have any... I mean, Natasha, you were saying just be about it.
5: Yeah. So now, for
0: some people like you, I think that's maybe a little easier. Maybe if we can address for people who... It'd be like Melissa, we previously mm-hmm. apolitical, brought, you know, out of the of the shadows or however you describe it. What 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 can people do? Sure. So uh,
5: if you want to get involved or you even just want to start by having a conversation, contact us. um, Like Noelle said, Melissa said, uh, search us on Facebook, Franklin County Coalition for Progress. Our email is on there. You can um, instant message us. You can find us at an event and we can start a conversation about what, you know, what interests you and what you might want to do in your community.
0: Okay, great. Anybody else? Go ahead, Melissa. Did you have something to add? I was
5: just going to say that's
1: as we move forward, that is something that we are always looking at, um, Mm -hmm. how we can involve more people Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, broaden the net and make it easy for people to plug
0: in the places. Okay, Um, I would like to uh, wrap this up now and I kind of want to go around and just hear what people have to say in terms of what's making you hopeful. What do you feel positive about right now? Um, and the, there we go. All right. Thank goodness. Cause I got some blank oh stares there.
2: I, to this day in the, in the context of my day job, even, um, I'm still finding people who live in this community and I deal with older adults, um, who don't know we exist, think they're all alone in their homes. And when uh, a conversation comes up, um, are I've, past kleenexes to them as they cry to realize they're not alone and and so you know we talk about the number of people that have already stepped up and we've seen uh, are in alignment with what we're doing here i know there's many many more yeah and there are so that message needs to continue to go out mm-hmm. and so that that I makes agree. me hopeful
0: great anybody else
1: yeah, I think where I'm getting a lot of my hope in these days is looking at young people, looking at the next generation coming up. I've worked with um, young people for the last 17 years of my life, and one of the critiques is that this upcoming generation doesn't have respect for authority, or there, there there's this lack of... And, well, yes, there, there can be I, some... I things we're giving a reason
0: not to have respect <laughs> for authority, <laughs> it, to be yes, honest. isn't that this, always the critique? That yes, yes. That's the old man's grumble. Yes, and, In you my know, day... Yeah.
1: That is the thing that is needed to make um, resisting change where resistance is needed. So even just, you know, watching um, the students of, of Parkland just of this last two I thought two that weeks, would be
0: the f- thing everybody um, went to because yeah. for me, that is, that's powerful, it is. what's going on down there. And I like their lack of respect for authority. Yeah. You know, uh, watching that town hall, did everyone watch the town hall where Marco mm-hmm. Rubio yeah. got yeah. his yeah. Uh, pants dropped? Oh, yeah. um, I <laughs> yeah. loved that. And so, for me, that was inspiring.
1: Yeah, we need to hear their voices, and this is could be another podcast topic, but there's um, you know, young people of color have lacked being heard so quickly. Um, regardless of, yeah, the truth of that matter. I'm glad that young people are being heard, and I do have a lot of hope in this upcoming generation.
0: Yeah, me as well. me as well. What about you, Noel? Come on.
3: Um yeah so uh yeah <laughs>
0: all the pressure
3: <laughs> Uh I'm just I'm I'm inspired by um what what we've experienced and what we've built together over the last year. Uh I think there was a lot of criticism um from folks who look at people who protest, you know, oh, what protesting doesn't do anything, right? Or or they think that it doesn't do anything. And and I think that we're an example of oh, we engaged in in something big and bigger than ourselves and then yeah. we came home and we found a way to uh, to try and make change and to continue a way to improve our community and our families um, that's what I'm, I'm inspired by that
0: now as a 501c you can't directly support a candidate is that correct?
3: Correct. Right. So we're not a political organization um, mm-hmm. in in the context of uh, advocating for uh, politicians and 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 uh, you know endorsing politicians. We're not a pack. Right. We're right. not a political action committee. Right. We're a social organization, social justice, um, educational organization.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, great.
5: You know, Pete. I think this is a good a good time to point out too. We have members from all political parties. We have. We even have a. A handful of, you know, remorseful Trump voters that we're not, you know, as Noel said, um, at this time, it may sound that we may lean to one political side. But really what we're looking for is ethics and truth and and just a reckoning of, you know, is everybody following the rules? You know, is everybody being treated fairly? And and that's where this conversation got started.
0: Yeah. And to that point, uh, the norms are out of whack. Uh, the things that we used to kind of see as the baseline for society. Yeah, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're being challenged. I mean, we're in an age where truth itself is under siege. Mm -hmm. And so I think what you guys are doing is really important. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think, you know, you've, you've taken that protest to its next step. Mm -hmm. You know, you've taken it forward and, um, I want to thank you all so much for coming on the podcast, our initial podcast. Be sure to tune in, and uh, if anybody has anything in closing you'd like to say, uh, now's your chance. All good. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you.
5: For having thank you. Us.
4: All right. So Pete, let's give them how, let's let's let them know how they can contact the, the podcast. That would be progresspod at gmail.com Very good, and a website still to come, just like you guys so uh yeah the
0: website uh we'll be we'll be getting that up soon we'll get our twitter up account up soon um facebook page perhaps maybe maybe not um but yeah stay tuned Yep. thanks thanks for listening